Hello, it's Simply Andre. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Jay Mackin and Jaco. Hey, let's get it. We're here with Out in the Open Podcast, where discussions are open and judgments are closed. Welcome back to another episode of the Out in the Open Podcast. It's your host, Jay Mack, and I'm with my co-host, Funzo. How you doing, man? I'm blessed to be here. I'm so glad that we got my man Ramses here to talk about what he's been doing. Um, we started off this series so great as far as entrepreneurship. Yes, sir. And we're building on top of that, and I'm so happy. And I want you to go ahead and introduce him because I feel the energy already. <laughs> nah, fighting. go ahead, bro. Nah, you got this, bro. Do your thing. Man, Ramses, man, I knew this guy... I want to say about five years, starting from TKC, my church. He goes to the church as well. And the energy that he brings to the table is astronomical. And I can't wait till the, the, the listeners to actually get a taste of what he's doing now and just get a feel of what he's been through because we're, we're here for entrepreneurs. We're here for those who are building an empire. And I want you guys to dive in and ask questions down below if you're um, listening in and you have further questions on our social media. So that way we can build this conversation because we're, we're all about teamwork. We're all about family. So without further ado, Ramses, how you feeling, bro? What's up? What's up, fellas? <laughs> I'm feeling good, man. You know, I was just telling you, I said, man, look, I get the best sleep in the car. My wife says she's always the, the Uber driver, but I mean, I'm doing so much. So the time I rest is not at home, but while I'm in the car, you know. I hear you on that one. That, yeah. That's pivotal. And I, I, I want to dive in. I want to dive in. So for those who don't know you. Where where does your family background rely on? Like where where do they where do they come from? So my mother and father is from Haiti. Uh, my my father's more from the countryside of Haiti. Ansuj. Then you got my mama, who's from like Gwinnai Oka from Big Haiti. Shout out! And um, both of them came here to America. And then moved to Miami And then from Miami Found a little town Called Immokalee Which was a migrant Agriculture town And uh, through there They were able to uh, Get jobs Working in the fields And uh, then came along The baby in the baby cradle You know You're the only child? No, 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 no Out of my mother uh, We had five Adopted one uh, But my father himself Had 35 kids Yeah Through him? Yes, through him Yeah So you got stepbrothers And stepsisters Stepbrothers, stepsisters The whole nine yards what? <laughs> yeah. So did you were you born and raised there or I was born and raised so I bo- I was raised in Immokalee but born out of Naples Collier Hospital. But grew up in Immokalee all my life. That's all I know. I'm a country boy at heart and yeah. you know this is why I work so hard. <laughs> we going to get into that. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Immokalee is in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I, I found out about Amaka because my mom used to stay over there with her aunt and it's kind of down south, right? A little yeah, bit down yeah, south, yeah. Right? Very, 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 very yeah, country. I've been there a few times. So, yeah, that's in Florida, people. <laughs> but you so you did a little bit of time there as a as a kid. Yep. Did all my time there. Uh, okay. Went to uh, middle school, daycare, high school, um, graduated there and then found my way up here to Orlando. So did you have like an inspired mindset on what you wanted back in high school or what, what, like what was kind of the activities that you Heck no, I wasn't even thinking about college. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, that wasn't even in my books, man. <laughs> uh, coming out of Mockley, you really didn't have much to look forward to. You know, it, it was... I was grateful that I had my best friend mother who was like, hey, what school you wanted to go to? And I was like, you know, in my mind, I was thinking Juilliard's theatrical school in New York. But then when you think about tuition and all that stuff, we didn't have a guidance counselor to tell us where we can go to school okay. or what financial aid was, what it was at yeah. all, you know. Uh, but my best friend mother, she just grabbed me and she filled out financial aid and said, you're going to the same school as your best friend is going. And what school was that? So that was Valencia. Okay, and so I was that was like, a move though, that right? That was a move, right. Mm. So I was like, all right, cool. So she signed me up. And I remember my mother never wanted me to leave Mockley, but I waited till my mom go to work. My brother gave me this uh, beat up car I called Betsy. It was 1993 Chrysler Baron. I hopped in that car when she hit it to work. I packed it up and drove straight to Orlando. What Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> and you said your mom is Haitian. Yeah. So we all, we can relate. Yeah, yes, she's spazzed out. Yes. When, when she found out that you left? Yeah, she spazzed out. But I told her I said I couldn't stay in the Mockley anymore. Why was that? What, uh, what made you like take that leap of faith to go to a brand new area? I didn't want to be the next thing that that was great, staying behind for the sake of 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 not looking for opportunity. 
Mm, so what was yeah. their plan for you then? If they didn't want you to leave that area, what was what was their idea for you? Well, the idea plan was, you know, continue to be a supervisor at Popeye's and, oh. you know, and, oh. you know, do a store and all that good stuff. You know, I mean, you possibly think about those things, you know, of course, it was just me and my mom at the time I was helping her pay bills. I started paying bills when I was 15 years old. Rent, car insurance, all that stuff. So, wow. you know, of all course, I was shoulders. a big help. I was a yeah. big help, you know. So paying my brother commissary while he's in prison and helping some of my brothers out while they were in college. So, yeah. So did you did you want that role or it just kind of fell on you? It, life happens. Mm. <laughs> life, life happens, you know. But that's kind of like a torn decision based on you trying to do what you're wanting to do as far as going to that next phase in your life, as far as leaving the city. Yeah. And then having your mom kind of be that reliance for your your yeah. mom, that was kind of tough, right? That was not an easy decision. Well, I mean, right? now when I look at it, I was graced for that decision. Mm. Um, and that's because I didn't think twice about it. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't a burden for me to help out my mom or help out my... I just knew that that was a role. Yeah. A part of my season that I was in at that age. You know, my father who... Um, my father left me when I was three. My father mm. became a voodoo priest, and he wanted to do that for the rest of his life. And, you know, um, we'll talk a little bit deeper about that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know, seeing his journey, I was always, even though he was doing what he was doing, but I was always that one child who came back to love him either way. Wow. So wow. I didn't I didn't force him to pay any bills or anything. I was just at that stage of my life that my mother needed help. So, hey, what can I do to help, you know? So who was who was in the house in Immokalee? You, your mom? Um, yeah, after my brother and sister and them graduated, it's just me and my mother left. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was about a good, uh, let me see, two years. Two years, because my brother graduated 05, I graduated 07. 07? Class yeah. 07. Big shout out to 07. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> so you, you, you left, you packed your bags and left, and that yeah. conversation with you and your mom was in Orlando at the time, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, in Orlando. Uh when uh, I think she called my sister, it was either my sister and my brother. I could remember, but yeah, yeah, that's and how it was. What was it like? Like, oh, I just, she already knew, like, because she's seen all your stuff gone, or she, nah, she just, <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those weird things, bro. I just, I just knew for myself that I had to do it, even though I knew that I was leaving my mother behind by herself. Yeah, but in my mind, I was like, she'll be able to figure it out. I've done enough. Mm. Now it's time for me to live. I need I need our listeners to understand that because I know for myself, like that's something that I'm kind of like in between of two, like letting go of something that your parents already kind of built for themselves. And you're kind of there to help them a little bit. But at the same time, you you did that leap of faith because you knew that what you're going to do will ultimately benefit the whole family. Yep. And that's that's I like that you thought about the bigger picture. And I Mm -hmm. want our listeners to understand that because y'all can't get that that you can't live your life. Because you're living through someone else's life. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I want, because he just said that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he, you could have easily stayed yeah. in a mock. You could have probably been manager or store yeah. manager, yeah. however that case may be. But that's not the life that you wanted. And I, right. I like that you got that wisdom to yeah. understand to take that leap of faith. So when you went to that leap of faith and went to college, did you have anything in mind on what you wanted? Well, I mean, when my best friend mother mm-hmm. uh, signed me up for schools for uh, music. She knew we both did music together. That's what we did. So I went to school for sound engineering. Okay. And that's when they had like a dual major from an uh, AAS degree. And I was school. I was in school doing great. And um, then that's when something tripped up. I don't know, man. I, I believe the spiritual warfare was <laughs> intense because you know it was interesting to see that I'm doing great in school successfully. Yeah. And all of a sudden. The college, the college themselves, even financial aid advisors to this day don't understand how in the world, first of all, they never received my transcript from high school, from high school. Uh, They never received any of my tests, my SAT, ACT. And then at the same time, um, they were transferring my AS credits to my AA credits. So they made it seem like as though I graduated already. Yeah. So they kicked me out. How long long was that process, though? Wow. For a year and a half, I was in school. No way. Yeah, before I could graduate, I had about six classes left. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that on on their end, though, for a whole year? You would think that. So um, 
even till this day trying to get back in is they 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 still trying to figure out how in the world did I even receive all these credits with <laughs> this issue. So yeah, man, it's a very <laughs> interesting journey. So studying sound from audio engineering, all that stuff, studio stuff, that stuff that I know, you know. But you know, God is good. You feel me? What? Yeah. So what did you do in that in that space of? Um, man, getting kicked out now. Man, that's when I got involved into the club industry. That's when the money, the money, a train changed. Um, so what do you, you mean know? by that? So I started to realize I'm like, yo, if I was pushing at least almost seven hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a night cash without a check every night I worked in the club, then why am I in college? Like as a DJ or like a sound just, man? Just as a club promoter. You was doing that? Yes. Oh, See, I, I saw. I didn't even yeah. know. So what? What age were you? Um. At the time, I was like 20, 19 or 20 years old. One of those two. I was in the game for about a good four or five years. Making like 1700 And I was pushing about 15. What? 15. Yeah, yeah. So you, when you got here, you, you kind of made yourself known as far as being that guy? Cause- no, nah, when I got here, I worked at Vance Auto Parts. Oh, I well, remember that. Yeah, I worked at Vance Auto Parts. Mm-hmm. Did a couple of selling weed uh, to little college kids in UCF area. Mm-hmm. Then my door started getting hot. Then I was like, you know what? <laughs> I paid my rent ahead of time. And I was like, I got to think smart. Yeah. You know, um, then I left that. And then um, I worked at Bath and Body Works. I remember walking two two hours to work and walking back two hours for a three hour shift. Uh, just wow. to make ends meet way before I started Advanced Auto Parts. Wow. So from there, I was like, man, this is crazy. I said, man, I got to find something good. Then um, my cousin who was working at Taco Bell got me a job at Taco Bell. Then I started working Taco Bell, and it's very frustrating. They kept putting me on dishes. Yeah, I was like, man, my hands wrinkled. I'm like, man, they're not putting me at this cashier. I said, but you know what? I get to come in and eat for free. Okay. But then I told myself, I only told myself, I said, you know what? I'm only going to be here for a month. So point. from from the end of June to the end of July, by the time that day came, I was gone. Wow. And um, from there, I worked at Duffy Subs uh, down by UCF and um I was flipping, uh, doing sandwiches and stuff like that. The owner, she loved me and all that. Then the manager from Advance came next door, and she was like, "Man, I love your personality. I want to hire you." I said, "Well, you go if you're gonna hire me, you got to pay me more, more than what I'm getting paid here." Yeah. And she was like, "We'll see what we can do." And her name was Demarius. And um, from there, she um, she brought me over, and she was like, "What do you know about cars?" I said, "I don't know nothing about cars." You know, she said, "I'm gonna hire you anyway. I'm gonna teach you." So from there, she brought me on board and uh, she taught me. And I remember that first day I had a first customer. Customer brought in an AC compressor. He asked me for an AC compressor. I said, man, you know, ACs go for houses. Customer cussed me out. (laughs) You know, but from there I learned and been with Advance even to this day, man. To this day, they don't even want to let me go. Yeah. They'll tell me, man, come in whenever you want. You know, just to be in there, you know what I'm saying? Right, that but, energy that you bring. Yeah, it's just, it's you know, it's it's a beautiful piece, man. That journey of working and and learning so much and 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 building my life around that has just really helped me to where I am today. You know, did you did you wanted to go back home at any part of that phase, especially when like the school didn't work out? Like, did you ever thought about I'm going back? Nah, because I I already built uh, great friendships here. Mm. Um, I always tell people use college as your networking base. You know, I met a lot of my great friends, a lot of new best friends, a lot of brothers and sisters through college, man, who are doing very successful things now. Yeah. So you utilized it. Yeah. It's a war pool of resources. See, and and that's the thing a lot of people don't really take advantage of because when you even if you don't finish school or not, the resources that you have in the school system could push you into a different platform. Yeah. And like you said about the whole fact of working, that kind of gave you another outlet as well. Because yeah. if you if you probably continue going into school, that avenue of entrepreneurship may have never mm-hmm. even touched your heart, you know? Yep, yep. yep so yep, like yep. everything happens for a reason. And I yeah. like that you still kept pushing forward because 
If I got hit with that, yo, mom. Hey, hey, I'm, coming I'm, coming, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back. Hey, you know what, though, man? Man, let me tell you, man. That's why I never regret anything that I've been through in life because yeah. the club industry taught me business. Yeah, let's it talk taught, about that, man. It taught me people. It taught me business. It showed me that money money, money is, is not tied to emotions. It's tied to structure and system. Why do you say that? Like, when we, you went into the, the whole promoting aspect, was it something that, it's because of the activities that you participated, like going clubbing, or was it? I know people. I'm gonna do it. I remember one night I went out. We went. We went out to Pillow Talk. Okay. It was a Sunday, and I was coming down. It was from uh, Club Twenty Three, and I looked at the dude. I said, "Hey, man, y'all hiring?" He said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He said, "You trying? You trying to work?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "Okay, cool." So he gave me some a number to contact, and I mm-hmm. signed, and then I did the application, and came on board, and then learning. I was like, okay, I'm learning these ropes. Yeah. Like, you know, working door, making money underneath the door, you know, uh, so many different things um, that you learn from the bar percentage and all that stuff, man. It just really opened me up on a whole new world of making money. Yeah. You know, you learn the behavior of people who make money. You see their habits. You see how they become successful. And, man, it, 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 it definitely opened me up to a lot. Why'd you stop it then if it was like something that... Uh, I gave my life to Christ. Mm. So, so you it, felt it was, like it couldn't, mm-hmm. it couldn't I could, coexist? I, it couldn't. You, you can't because you're breeding something else. Mm. It's a part of you that in that globe, because it is a globe, you're, you're, you're in this globe where the transactions are different. You, you're, you're, you're exchanging an amount for a soul. So you're talking about, think about this. You go to the bar you're buying a drink and your job is to make sure that this person is continuously buying Consuming. a drink. Yeah. Right. To the point oh. that they can no longer be uh, uh, themselves. Uh, themselves. Wow. Right. So everything plays a part. The DJ, the drinks, the bartender, everything has a, a, a flow to it to keep that one person from pulling out everything because that person is coming with the intent of, I had a long day. Yeah. I want to meet somebody. Oh, I just want to have fun and get wasted. Yeah. And for you, you as a business, you're like, well, I'm the fir- perfect place. <laughs> you can just drop yourself mm-hmm. and we'll make sure we'll take care of you. But the taking care part is the money aspect. Long as you spending that money at the bar, you good. You can stand there. If not, then you got to leave. Go. You gotta go. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's not really about the well being, it's about that dollar. Oh, heck nah. <laughs> nah. So I never got into the club scene, yeah. but I see a lot of people participating in it. And the fact that you you seen that at that phase, did you realize that I can't sustain this and follow my Christian ways? I couldn't. I couldn't, man. You talking about ladies? Oh yeah. You know, and then you're talking about I You was wasn't just, married at that time. Nah. And then you're talking about I'm addicted to strip clubs. So and at the time, I was I was booking VIP parties for strippers from Cleos, <laughs> from dancers. Um, so you talking about somebody who was addicted to strip club, big booty, everything, Keegan Diamond fight nights on Monday. Then you know um, if if and I was a manager of Club Boss at the time, twenty one years old. I'm a manager at Club Boss. Oh, you were serious. Now you're talking about a lot of power as far as what you were capable of doing, and then a lot of my clientele shifted from 23 and they wanted to buy bottles so therefore I had connection at Beecham which was taboo at the time then you're talking about vain um you know oh, so you was in it. yeah so I was really deep in it you was ghost yeah I was there every <laughs> night yeah. you was ghost of powers yeah I was there every night and you the only person you can ask too is Keith Keith Smith Keith Smith will tell you who's that um Keith Smith used to be a promoter. He goes really? to our church. Yeah, oh, but wow. he, he'll tell you. But um, yeah, man, all that taught me so much, man, about life, bro. You know, and, and I'm glad God squeezed that out of me early so I can appreciate my wife. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's I wisdom. mean, the struggles are still there, but the reality is I got somebody who can fight with me with my struggles. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes your hands get itchy and you want yeah. that fast money. Absolutely. But at the same time, you know, it comes with something. Did you like in that phase that you was doing the promoting aspect? Did did anything kind of influence you to be like, wait, like anything, like one thing that comes to your mind every time you think about promoting that kind of like, whoa, I never want to go back there because I seen such and such or dang, he got locked up because of this. Like, was there anything like that? 
that kind of struck a chord on you, like I'm mm, out. Mm-mm. It was just the willpower of like it was just mm. you just knew. See, that's why they say some people do good with things, some people do bad with things. If you go out, if you go in with the good intentions, even though it's it's in it, this industry is heavy, yeah. there's still people with good intentions. Absolutely, I believe that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but then you got people who are just bad intentions. They'll go in, they start selling Water. drugs in the bars, they start you know trying to rape women and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. real. you have that. Like, yeah. it, it's it's real. But you know, for me, everybody knew me as. Yo, that guy is cool. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to get, uh, if you want to have a good night, you know, Look that guy him. is cool. I used to have owners call me and say, Ram, you off tonight? Man, bring all your friends, a free bottle on us Yeah. to get the club going. You know, the energy you bring. Right. You know, so I was wild. You know, imagine a guy with champagne bottle and women with boobs everywhere. Yeah. You know, <laughs> to get the section. party started. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, de- you think I'm wild now. Imagine then. You know? <laughs> How long so, were you doing that, like, that that scene? Uh, about promoting? Three and a half, four years. And and that's when you left to go to do the whole, um, inter- I mean, not the enterprise, but working at the... Um, ADT? Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I get, my, my best friend was fasting for me to get out of that industry. Wow. So and, your um, friends... Yeah, my you. yeah, my best friend was fasting for me. He didn't really like tell me like, "Yo, you got to get out." Nah, he like, "Hey, bro, man, check this book out. Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren." He said, "You good know, book, check this book. out. You know, let's talk about it." You know, all right, cool. Cause my best friend, know I always vibe with him. Like, mm-hmm. regardless, if we don't see eye to eye, I still find a way to agree with him. Yeah, because he comes with a different perception. Yeah, the, it don't mean the other it, circles. Of yeah, friends. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody else was like, "Yo, Ram," you know what I'm saying. Hey man, you know, and you realize, bro, certain friends are around you because of the access to the platform that they hold want. on, hold on. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Rambo just dropped the gym for real. That's true. Yep, because ever since I stopped, let me tell you, the day I stopped working, I was a doorman manager at Tier. The day I stopped working there, all of them stopped calling me, and they'll call you just to get in. Right? They used to call me every day, text. Hey, you working tonight? Hey, man, let's go out. Let's go do this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But after I was done, none. And I thank God for it because I didn't need that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But my best friend was fasting and praying for me. And uh, I remember that night. uh, I left the club that night. I got into an argument. With him? No, with somebody else at the club. Somebody who I never get in an argument with. We always vibing. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, start cussing him out and everything. And I just saw like an ugly side of me. Yeah. And I was like, man, I got to get out of here, you know. And I just walked away, man, and never looked back. That was your last day? Yep. And my last day at Tear. Wow. Yep. yep. Dang. So yeah. that brought, so with that friendship that you had, after that whole argument that you had with that person, did you have that conversation with him again about what was going on as far as him fasting? No. Nah. He never even brought it up? Never. Wow. Yeah, so I think years later I saw him and we was like like nothing ever happened. See, that's that's how God moves, man. <laughs> God, he'll he'll move in 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 the midst of everything yeah. that's going on just to cover you. Yeah. Cause that could have been that alteration could have been something else. Yeah, man. It 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 it, it could have been deep. You know what I'm saying? Plus we were taking shots that night too. Oh yeah. So you know, um, yeah, it was just very interesting, man, that journey. But I needed that journey. You did. I needed all of it. I needed all of it because, yes, I'm an entertainer, but that part of entertainment didn't define me. But you know what's – but I, I like that you're well-rounded. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because there's people in this in, in, in this entertainment industry, Yeah, they don't have that language. Yeah. And when you have multiple languages, you could walk into a room mm-hmm. and already you could are you, especially you, mm-hmm. you could walk into a room of a promoter that does only club thing and you can kind of navigate your way. Let me transform this into something else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cuz yeah. I remember, I kid you not. I went um this was my first concert. It was with Travis um Travis Green. I took my girl and I surprised her. It was in Tampa. And he 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 booked out a a, a club. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he booked out yeah, a club, I, I right? I remember that. And um there was another artist that booked him afterwards. And I think it was Waka Flocka. And in like about like 30 minutes before, like he had to leave. He was like, we're going to make sure we feel the atmosphere mm-hmm. so that when people start coming, they'll feel the presence of God. Even if they're in the, <laughs> in the show with Waka Flocka. I was like, Whoa. wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what, what, what I'm coming back with is, which, you know, 
you can kind of translate it into a yeah. different space. Yeah, I think God, man, that's why I say, man, because God, I know with the things that I got going on, God is using what I've been through to mm. reach those that's going through where I've been through. Exactly. You know, if Moses didn't go through the wilderness after killing the soldier, then he would have never knew how to get them out of the wilderness. Yep. You know, so that's you've got to go through the path way that God is going to free somebody else that's stuck in it. Yeah. And I and I, I like that you said that because a lot of people, I feel like the the main way to figure out what your purpose is, is to find a problem that you can fix. Uh-huh. Because we're all here to solve a problem, a problem. not be a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of times people are like, man, I don't know what to do. But you just help somebody else just by the way that you communicate. You might be a therapist. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like there's yep. different ways that you can solve a problem that could that yep. could still support you and your family. You just got to figure it out. Yep. But I like that you said that, though. That's deep. So coming out of that, the whole promoting aspect. How did it translate into husband and wife? Like, man, was that many years after? Like, what? All, all, what did all that I take can place? tell you, man, I remember getting out. I said, right, I got to figure myself out as yeah. a man. Mm. You know, take the money out of the take the money out of my hands, mm-hmm. and I need to place my heart here and figure out who is Ramsey. You know, I remember going back to work at Advance Auto Park. Mm-hmm. Um, then this is where I'm back to making every two weeks four hundred dollars. Um, I lose Stable. my I lose my apartment. My car gets repoed. Uh, put I sell my rims back. You had um, rims? Mm-hmm. I Wait, what a, you was riding in? I had a Chrysler uh, Sebring convertible. <laughs> it was my baby. Um, got repoed. I live with my sister for like four years. Live sleeping on her living room floor. She had a family and of her own, or at she the had time? a family of her own, but I was helping her with her kids as well, mm-hmm. my nieces and nephew. Yes, and um, you know, and I remember one of my friends was like, "Yo, you need to come check out my church." I'm like, "Man, I'm good, man." I said, "I know how y'all Christians do, y'all so bunch, at, still of, y'all at bunch time, of hypocrites." So still at that time, you didn't like but, have involvement in the church, but this is way before, as far as like um, before I quit the club. A girl, Daphne, invited me to TKC. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, nah, I'm straight. I said, I know how y'all Christians do. <laughs> yeah. Y'all a bunch of hypocrites. She said, no, Ram, you really going to love it? And she was like, you and your best friend do positive music, so you should come check it out. Like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll come check it out whenever I get a chance. So one night, I'm like, you know what? Let me go check out to see what she's talking about. So I went over there Wednesday, Bible study. Pastor David was preaching. Yeah. He was preaching about authority. But, man, when I walked into the church, I saw nothing but big booty women. I said, I called my homeboy. I said, yo, dude, I said, we're promoting in the wrong place. Ah. We need to come promote over here. You know, <laughs> um, you know, my mind was just wild. Yeah, you know, I'm, giving, I'm giving it to you raw. Yeah, yeah, you know business. what I'm saying? So um, from there, uh, I was like, you know, that word hit me, authority, giving God authority over your life. I was like, man, this pastor sounds like he just tripping. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to work Saturday. So I come to church on Sunday and I remember that Sunday he preached and I just felt like this warmthness on my heart. And it just led me to the, um, led me to the altar to rededicate my life to Christ. Wow. And then after that, I was like, all right, God, I'm, I'm going to try this journey with you, but I want to see where it's going to take me. Was cause I know you mentioned earlier about your dad mm-hmm. being that voodoo priest. Was that kind of the reason why you kind of were hesitant about the whole church thing? Oh, nah. Or that never came I, into your mind. I just that never came to my mind. Okay. I don't even remember that. You know, I didn't start refocusing on my father until I start seeing how God was loving me. Mm. You know, and then that's why I start thinking to myself, okay, you know, I start looking at Pastor David and all these people and looking at mentorship, and I'm like, dang, who mentored my father when he was going through his stuff? Mm. You know, I start asking opposite questions. Yeah. Then I start being more attentive to my father. You know, but I I always used to communicate with my dad, though. You know, I never kicked him to the side. I never called him deadbeat father. None of that. You know, I just accepted him for who he was. You know, um, that's why for me, my biggest thing is I don't have expectation towards people. You will fail. You will get sick. You will be successful. You will not achieve some goals. It's all right. Just get up and try it again. Just at the end of the day, just don't give me broken promises. Mm, You know, that's good. That's Mm -hmm. Y'all, I hope y'all writing notes down because <laughs> I know, I know there's someone that's out here that, that needs to hear that. And that was comforting. Yeah. That was something that they were waiting on to hear. And you you brought that to them. 
And the fact that you got that humbleness to even accept those who've done you wrong, because yeah. I, I, could, I could speak on this too, because my dad, he, he left me probably when I was six, didn't want my sister. Like mm-hmm. she, he wanted my mom to have an abortion. So like I always had that ill feeling towards him. But one day, man, yeah. I don't know what it was. But I knew I had to, like, accept who, like you said, who he is and just figure out a way to resolve it because I don't want all my decisions based on an angry heart because of a father that didn't take care of me. Right. So I will have to be the person to actually go to him and talk to him and let him know I forgive him. Right. And after I kid you not, after I got off the phone with him, the level of weight that was on my shoulders was gone. It was, I felt like I could do like 1,200 yeah. push-ups. Well, most people don't realize, man, you got to, that's why you got to be, that's why you really have to think this thing through when you're mad at somebody. Yeah. You got to ask yourself, you know, what is it that you have today that they didn't? Like the first thing we revert to is being emotional about something. Yeah. What about the critical thinking aspect about this human being? Yes. Forget yes. the title of a father. Forget the title of a mother. Think about what journey have they been through in life? Like my father, mm-hmm. they left Haiti on the boat. Talk about the it. boat crashed, and they were on the they were on the 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 the, the um they they ended up in Cuba, mm-hmm. the west side of Cuba, mm-hmm. right? Then they had to jump on a raft because the army was coming. Yeah, they had to jump on a raft, and the raft they got stuck in the ocean, and it was the Coast Guard who actually got my father and them out of there and put them in a 21 day detention in, in the Miami Miami right my parents was in Guantanamo so <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're you, talking about you know I, feel, I feel you so, so for me it's like it would be selfish of me as a son to yes. not understand the adversities they dealt with without any mentorship yes you know what I'm saying like yo I'm blessed to have mentors I can call and say hey I need some guidance on this my father didn't have that yep. because they all came from the same place. And you know what's big on that? Like a lot of people forget this. And I always tell this on the podcast, especially for people that are Haitian descent or anybody that's an immigrant. Yeah. Our our descendants main goal was to get to their dream. And that was to come here. Yes. That's their American. They live there. They live there making dream. Yes. So for you to like, like you said, for you to place anger and yeah. judgment on. Yeah. It's like, do you know yeah. how, what they got? Like, what, yeah. how, why they got here and yeah. how they got here? And there's some, there's some of them. They're just really jacked up emotionally, yeah. and they don't even know how to express themselves. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's, it is what it is, and yep. you got to be okay with that. But you have to be the other reflection in their life of what could come out that's good. Yeah, you know. And I think for my father before he passed away in 2016, that's one thing him and I enjoyed, man, is having a conversation of forgiveness and me holding his hand on the side of the bed while he's taking his last breath. You know, it was just a sign of relief of knowing that you'll be okay now that you're better off this way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At peace. At peace. Absolutely. Because yep. that's a void. That is. It's a void when you know you're not right with Persons that you, you developed with. like Right. I, I know that's huge. That's huge. And it comes a long way. Yes, it does. It comes a long way. So at that time when you was going through the whole church aspect and you kind of gave yourself to God, was that a whole transition as far as the whole idea of, oh, man, look at all these girls? You know what? Or what, still when I, when I was going through that phase, man, I wasn't even trying to vibe with no chick. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't even trying to talk, nothing like that. I was really just trying to get myself together. Yeah. Financially, mentally, my car just got repoed. I missed my one bedroom apartment. I missed that high life. I was going through so many withdrawals that I didn't have time to focus on that, man. I was not trying to smash the next chick. Yeah. I was not trying to take no girls out on the date. You know, it was just too much going on at the time that I just really needed to focus on myself and God and figure out my journey in life along the way. I met my wife, who was my friend at the time, and uh, at church. No, we met at McDonald's. So, Ooh, let's hear the yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I took my little nieces and nephew to uh, McDonald's for Uncle Day Out. Yeah, and uh, I walked in, and I was so tired. I was like, "Hey, man, y'all go play tonight. Somebody trying to kidnap y'all, you know? Just um, scream. I'll be taking a nap over here." Yes. So I took a nap. And uh, Jen was sitting over there, and when I woke up, my little niece was putting stickers on her. 
And I was like, yo, get away from that stranger. She's like, no, it's okay. I'm not a stranger. I said, nah, she ain't supposed to be over there. So after that, we just started talking. After that, we were friends. Yeah. You know, and I told her straight up, I said, yo, I'm not trying to talk to nobody right now. I said, you know, it's best off that we friends. I'm just trying to get my life together. I don't want to hurt you like I've hurt all these other women. Straightforward like that. Straightforward, just like that. You know, we were just friends. Yeah. And um, and uh, I remember God giving me, God speaks to me a lot through dreams. So he gave me a dream and um, we was walking toward to her front door. We were holding hands. Her, her mom was like, welcome home, son. Mm. So that's when God was, told me I needed to make her my girlfriend. Mm. And then uh, to propose to her, I had another dream. I was removing the veil when it was her. What? So that's God was like, you need to marry her. Now, Mommy, this whole time I was not in love with her. Even the day the day I got married, I was not in love with her. I why, didn't share no vows, no nothing. Why you like why was that? It's just I knew I needed her. Okay. She makes me die every day to be better. Mm. So I've learned that love is not a feeling, it's a decision. It's a it is it's a decision that's tied to a covenant and a commitment. Yo, and, slow down. Yeah. Yo, that's too deep. Yeah. Because the minute you attach yourself emotionally to somebody, you forget you forget the provision that's over that union. Yeah. And there's a provision that God has. And that's why I love back in the days when they had arranged marriage. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's why I always say my marriage was spiritually arranged. Like I needed her so I can live. That's deep. Like, that's <laughs> it's crazy. Deep. Now I'm in love with her. I mean, that's my boo. That's my everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it took some time to get there. But the Lord had to use her to purge me completely for me to see the goodness in her on what's the value of a woman. You know, see, see, a lot of people, they don't get that. Like, like nowadays in this generation, they feel like if you need somebody you're you're a lack like mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't look good right right but, right but that's the difference between a husband and a man yeah and people like we we look at it as a contract nowadays it's like a contract that you sign but when you speak of love it's yeah. it's it's a decision like hey yeah. it's a covenant right no bond yeah will break back then back then you could shake hands with somebody yeah. and it's a it's a done deal business mm-hmm. yeah but now people cross wrong Oh, you gotta sign this contract here. <laughs> yeah. But you see, the way that you think and formulate, it's just like it's covenant. Yeah. I need you. Like you're that's and I think that's a, a thing about people like that holds them back from their true potential is the fact that they feel like they have everything. Yeah, nah, I I, I know I lack a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and she has everything that I lack. So, oh. you know, I and that's one thing is a man is just you're created as a man, but God develops you as a husband. Mm-hmm. And you know, to be a husband, you got to understand the characteristics of that. Yeah. And there's so much in it that God has for for that husband that if the husband is not submitted to God, then he won't be submitted to his wife. Absolutely. You know, but God has taught me a lot through my wife, man. She's a very precious jewel. She's very valuable. She's very fragile. Mm-hmm. And she's smart. She's intelligent. And, uh, you know, I mean, hey, man, I'm married to a woman who has a master's degree. Talk about you know, it. Where I know that, God forbid, if one day I pass away, our children will grow up to have great education, understanding of life. Yes. Because, you know, she understands what God wants. You know what I'm saying? That's so, good. yeah. So that's that's just me and my wife, man. It's beautiful going on five years. Congrats. And it's a blessing, big man. Congrats. Congrats, yep. man. Big congrats. It was yeah, recently yeah. anniversary, right? Yeah, recently. October big, 12th. Big congrats, man. <laughs> big shout outs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that's love. And that aspect of you guys getting um, married and all that, was it that time that you kind of got out of that crisis mode? Or were you still like trying to figure things out? I was for still jacked up, man. My first, second year of marriage, I was still single mentally. Wow. You know, we argued a lot because she was single mentally. I was single mentally. So is that true? I that mean, statistic where it says, I think the first two years is the hardest. Is that, would you say that's true? Or uh, no? It's different for everybody. Mm. You know, I, I know for us it was because once again, the lifestyle was coming out of, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes, you have a thorn, but sometimes that thorn can be just, you could just accept the pain and and try to 
you know, dance with your struggles a different way. But man, it was a struggle. I mean, I was having urge to sleep with other women to see if I still had game. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Like I'm traveling, you know, um, it it was just so much. Life was being thrown at me a different way being married. Um, But thank God I got a wife who's patient that we have open communication. She knows when if I'm dealing with something, I tell her straight up right there. Yo. This is what I'm dealing with. Like, I don't hide it because a man's secrets becomes his enemy. You know, um, Yo, so I slow down. To, yeah. Too many gems are being dropped right now. <laughs> and I need you guys to take notes right now. Yeah. This is this is authentic. This is genuine conversations yeah. that we're having. This was not planned or structured. This is genuine man to man conversation that we're having on the podcast. And I hope yeah. you guys are taking notes. Yeah. Man, you were dropping jewels. <laughs> I told it's you, man, I'm going to give it to you raw, man. So you guys were transparent. Very. To this day, we're very transparent. And that you you feel like that's one of your biggest strengths as far as letting her know during that, oh, that yeah. whole time of that two years? Anybody that knows me, I, I'm unfiltered. Yeah. You know, and I do that for a reason because I don't give the devil no room to play with me. Mm. You know, I come from a lineage where my dad had 35 kids. Weaknesses are women. Oh, you right? already knew. I I know. When you, you know your playbook, <laughs> you play the game differently. That's that's deep. So, I like that you analyzed your yep, history. I do. Wow. Uh, big time. Big time because I can't bring shame on the new change that God has made in this generation wow. of my family lineage. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like I have an amazing woman who God has given me, and I can't be out in the city gates disrespecting the brand. Yeah, that's yeah. deep. That's, you know what I'm saying? You so, already knew that's your kryptonite. Yep, I already know. That's why I don't that's, vibe. That's, that's why if big. a chick come close to me, you know, the first thing, talk about my wife. That's big, man. <laughs> that's I'll, big. I don't let, let nothing come to me. That's huge. Yep. You, don't, you don't know how big that, <laughs> that takes a lot, of, like a lot of people years to yeah. even understand, like, your history is a pattern. <laughs> it is. It is. That's deep. Yep. So you already knew that coming from the gates. Yeah. So you guys are being transparent. So at that time, where did that entrepreneur mindset came in? Uh, now we talking money. <laughs> ADT. I, I was, you know, I was working at Advance Auto Parts. It was early in the morning, like 745. This dude walks in and, you know, I'll greet him. Hey, good morning. You know, welcome to Advance or whatnot. And the guy was like, hey, you always like this? I was like, what? You always like up and giddy? You drink coffee? I'm like, no. He says, are you? He says, you don't drink no coffee. You like this. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. He says, 745 in the morning. I said, no, nah, I'm always like this. He says, call your manager. So I call my manager. Man, he's asked the manager. He said, hey, man, this guy's always like this. Like, yeah, all the time. All the time. <laughs> he's like, okay, cool. So the guy goes back to the car and he brings out his iPad. He was like, hey. He says, now I'm not going to tell you if they're going to hire you if they, or if they're looking for anybody, but you need to apply for this job. I said, what job is that? He says, ADT. Mm-hmm. I said, what's ADT? He said, security system. I said, oh, okay. I said, how much you make? He said, I'm not even going to tell you. I'm going to show you my check I make week to week. So this guy came in and showed me $1,700 to $2,500 uh, check every week. He was making plus bonus. I said, okay, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. So I went, you know, put in the application. You know, next thing you know, no call, nothing. I'm like, dang. Wait, did you leave? Did you leave your other job? Advance? Yeah. No. That, okay, so you're no. still part-timing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So I was like, dang, okay. I guess, you know, the dude, you know, it ain't working. Yeah. Then, like, uh, I went to go uh, do a job interview at Marriott, and they were getting ready to bring me on. And that's when ADT called me and said, hey, uh, you know, we're calling to see if you want to get a, if you want to come on board and check out, see what we got. I said, sure. At the time, they're trying this new program at ADT. So um, I go, I bring my resume. The dude don't even look at my resume. He just hires me. So I remember my first two weeks was rough because I didn't realize it was door-to-door uh, knocking. Yeah, I'm like, dog, I got to go hustle. out and wake up every day and hustle. Yeah. So first two weeks was rough. Man, I was ready to quit. I called my best friend. He says, Ram, he says, out of all, everything you ever done in life, at least stick to this one and see what it brings to you. I said, was this the same one that was fasting for you? Right. Mm. So um, then at the time, Jen was my friend and she was like, just try it out. Give it, give it about another week and a half or something. Yeah. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, man, God, (laughs) I said, God, I need to make some money. I said, cause my hands itching. 
mm-hmm. and I don't want to go back, you know. Uh, then after that, man, I started making sales. I remember my first two sales got me a thousand dollar bonus and that changed the game. <laughs> after, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm all in. Then after that, man, I just became the top salesman for three years. Big shout outs. Big you shout know? outs. Three so years. Three years. Not one, not two, not but one, three. three. But years. three. That's why I got that ring on right here. A lot of people think it'd be oh, like talk, Mason or talk. something. But um, yeah, so after that, man, I remember my year and a half that I had left. I was ready to quit, ready to go, man, because I wasn't, I was making money. Mm-hmm. It's just I had a void. You know, yeah. But then, um, I remember when I started hating it, man. God had to change my mind. He said, "Yo, they're paying you to learn how to run your own company." After I heard that, I said, "Okay, I need to switch my way of thinking." Then I start realizing if I'm door knocking, I'm learning how to prospect for my clients. Uh, if I'm getting commission, I'm learning how to budget my finances for the next six months. Yeah. And then as far as products, then I know how to set up my system for my business so that customers are always in the front winning. Mm. And then from there, I've learned that and I've used it for my own company. And I just mimic what the corporate company was doing. So and you modeled it. I modeled it. So wow. from there, you know, my company is, is great now. You know, I'm grateful and thankful that I'm going in four years in the game without working for anybody. From time to time, I work advanced because... The manager, he needs help sometimes, so he'll call me and be like, "Hey, can you come in?" So, yeah, you know, I probably go work three hours. Yeah, you know, yeah. I probably work there every eight months. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about that journey. Yeah, that entrepreneur journey. So the the fact that you got this template, this blueprint, and you was already winning in, the fact that you still kind of felt this void was it always kind of like pressing like, "Let me build my own thing," or was it like, "Dang, every time I come out here, I'm still winning." Like you're winning. Yeah, I think I think. Um, I wasn't thinking about my own company. I just knew there was something more. Mm. Like I didn't have any image. I didn't have, I didn't know what it was, but I knew there was something there. That you had to fill up. That I had to fill up. And at that time when you was doing ADT, you're full-fledged into the church, right? Because I- Yes. Yes. I re- when yes. I tell you this, everybody in the church knew that he was doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, he he was it, bro. I yeah. was like, damn. Yeah, I branded myself with ADT. Yeah, and uh, got got in trouble a couple times for it. What do you mean? Because uh, you know they already were paying somebody else uh, money to uh, be the face of ADT. Oh, so, <laughs> you know so you what? When you're talking about Rambo ADT, like whoa, 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 who's this guy? You know, because <laughs> um, you remember I'm selling alarms in Tennessee now. I'm selling alarms in North Carolina, New York. California, Atlanta. I'm no longer Florida. Whoa. Yeah. So it got very intense because I started finding different ways. Once again, you got too big for the room. marketing. God was wow. teaching me marketing, you that's know, insane. and that's why I said that, that, that season of my life is what built in the mirror. Yeah. You know, the system is learning that, you know, uh, it was, it was great though, man. <laughs> so now, now that, and I feel like it, it came in full circle because of what you started doing with at Valencia, like the whole aspect of being that entertainer and hosting yeah. and, and building your own company, it, it was already like in you. So yeah. h- how did that come into phase? Like you knew that there was a void. So how did you know, like, Hey, I want to be this host. I want to, I want to actually interview people like, where did that? You know what? Stacey Holmes had an event called Single and Save. You remember that? Yep. I remember that. And she was like, hey, Rambo, you should do uh red carpet. You should interview people. I said, what? I said, what you mean? Interview people. Who mm-hmm. going to interview people? You can host a red carpet. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. She said, try it out. Let me know what you think. So I tried it out and everybody kept talking about that experience. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. It's pretty dope. Then after that, um, I just start, you know. Hearing people talking about hosting, you should get back into hosting. Killed that game. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'm (laughs) like, all right, whatever. Um, Then after that, I just turned it into the business, you know, um, giving other people opportunity to host events and stuff like that, you know. And um, after that, you know, I always say within the the first three years of your company, you're always going to be rebranding. Yeah, your first year, if... If you hit it off the first year, that's great. You had the name for In the Mirror in the first year? Yes. How did that come to be? You know, um, I remember my father's death. Mm-hmm. Um, there was um, 
there was a uh, in his room. There was some sunlight coming in. I remember seeing like this vision God gave me of a tree. Yeah. And um, the leaf was on this tree, but the leaf looked very old. Mm. And I remember God telling me that if that leaf have to stay any longer, it would have to endure pain that it cannot. It won't be able to produce anything. Oh. So that leaf fell down and a new leaf came. And God said, you're the new leaf. What are you going to produce for your generation to eat? And that's when I saw an image of myself. That's what I saw in the mirror. Then I saw the reflection show and all that stuff. So that's where all that comes from. Yeah, you just gave me goosebumps. Yeah. (laughs) So everything is intentionally, everything happens intentionally for what I have. There's nothing that I have that I have not had a vision or a dream for. Yeah, that's good. That's, you see, you got a good connection with God. That's, that's powerful. And you listen to it too. Yep. Yep. That's, that's, that's the key right there. Some people, they don't have that heart to listen wow. and follow instructions. Yeah. They'll hear it, yeah, and they'll just keep going. Man, I'm a risk taker, bro. I'm what? I'm a risk taker, and I'm obedient. Yeah, that's just who I am. You know, mm-hmm. I've always been that way. Did you Did you like when you had that idea of doing the hosting and and being that person to interview and doing the red carpet? Did you in like ask others in regards to, hey, should I just do this? Heck no. You just did it. Whatever God shows me. See, God always give me a glimpse and he lets me. He. That's why I say your blessing is not on the way. Your blessing is why you're on the way. Say that one more time, please. Your blessing is not on the way. Your blessing is why you're on the way. That's why while you're walking, you'll see the fullness of your vision yeah. because God wants you to walk with him. That's just me. like Adam. Yeah. You know, yes, so sir. it's like everybody's like, oh, I'm blessed. No, be grateful. While you're walking, your blessing is hitting you. Mm-hmm. You know, God gave me a glimpse of everything. And after that, it's all between you and faith. Yeah. It's like it's a journey. It's a journey. Not not the end goal. No. That's if you're shooting, deep. if you're shooting for an end goal, you die early. Yeah. That's deep. And when I mean die, I'm not talking about physically, I'm talking about mentally. You'll give up. Because sometimes you can be so overwhelmed by the vision because you're looking at the end goal. That you lose sight on the moment that you're in, and you don't celebrate your small success. That's See big. that that reminds mm-hmm. me of the whole Moses, the whole Moses story about how he was supposed to go to the promised land. Yeah, he was yeah. frustrated. He, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he. And then the, the the moment that he's about to die, God lets him see it. Yeah, but you cannot enter. Mm-hmm. Like, cannot yo, enter right, yo, <laughs> a forty year old journey. Yep, it wasn't supposed to be that long. It wasn't supposed to be that long. Wow, that's deep. That's. You gave me some goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to this and write some notes because. Yes, sir. Man. Yeah, man. Juice. So you you literally manifest the things that you've seen and you 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 were obedient to it. Well, I didn't manifest. I just worked. God manifested it. You know, I'm mm. very careful with that because my father was a voodoo priest. Yeah. You know, and they claim they manifest things. And I think mm. we as human beings, we don't have the power God has, but he gives Absolutely. us the power to create what he has for us. And I think that's just through the work ethic. That's why I say. Says when you look at work, it means to become, you yeah. know, while you're working, you begin to see the strengths that God has given you and, and, and the ability of doing what God has called you to do. Um, because, you know, it, it's, it's through all that I've learned so much about where I am and what I've done and what I'm continuing to do now, you know, that you're building on top of. Yes. And there's a segment that, um, one of our co-hosts, Jacob, always kind of leads into, and I I want to do it in appreciation of him as well, is where do you see your brand and your your platform taking in the next 10 years? So that would be 2030. Well, definitely global television. Um, like a huge contract? With- yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, television. Uh, I'll be on television. Uh, my show is going to be on all different channels. Mm. Um, I'm going to have uh, the film industry here. I'm going to um, have warehouses uh, with uh, talk show studios, um, all kind of stuff, uh, radio Ooh. on a different way, segue. Um, and this is all stuff I've seen already in my dream. Yeah. So it's just all about working and believing and investing. Um, so I got to yeah. tell y'all people something, though. When I see Ramses in California, <laughs> it was over with. No, <laughs> y'all, please follow my man's Instagram. What's your Instagram? Let him know. Yeah, you can definitely follow in the mirror. I n t h e m i r r o r r or the the reflection show. Let me tell y'all, please. Let me tell y'all. When I see my man's in. 
California. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, and it, and it, listen, guys, this wasn't just hey, I'm gonna go there. He went there with a plan and purpose, and he followed through. I was like, this guy over here yeah. relaxing yeah. and doing business. Yeah, yeah. yeah how, man. how did that feel, man? I man. know that had to have been a good feeling, man. Like I said, man, I'm a risk taker. Like. I'm 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 so bad I'm so bad at a risk taker, bro. That when I sleep, I sleep off the edge of the bed. <laughs> like that's how crazy it is. Like my wife made me realize that. Like yeah, <laughs> I, I I just believe God, man. There's no way I'm so alive that I can't believe in Him. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no way that those very words I read in scriptures cannot come alive while I'm living. That's good. That's 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 how I know. Like and and if there's resistance. That means there's greatness. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Point blank. It's going to so, take you way further. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know the enemy has his demons in different region that are trying to prevent these things from coming, but they have to come to pass because I'm alive. No weapon. No weapon. Regardless. That's true. Regardless. I, and I feel like a lot of people, they feel like that. Like, yeah. That yeah. resistance, that... That reason why they can't take that next step forward is because they feel like they're getting 12 steps back. But resistance only develops the muscle. <laughs> it only makes you stronger. Come on now. So talk that talk, man. Yeah. If you're not if you're not ready to fight, then don't get in the ring. Don't get in the or ring. If you're not ready to 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 look good, then don't sign up for the gym. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you just gotta figure out what you're putting in your soul. That means what who's around you. You know, because each person brings some type of food to your soul. Yeah. You know, and if that person is speaking negative words around you, then your soul that day has taken something that is not healthy. That now you have to find yourself throwing up on somebody else about their own issue. Yeah. You processing all that negative energy. and, And it will kill you. Wow. So you're saying make sure you have the right people around you. You have to. So did you are I, I know that earlier when you said that a lot of your friends that was in that scene kind of just dropped on their own. But did you have to have conversation with others that wasn't in the same space as you? Never. So what, how'd you deal with those people that were just like leeches, basically, I would say? Remember, I don't have expectation towards people. That's true. That will save you a lot of time and a lot of breath. That's true. <laughs> I don't. Whether, I, whether you can make it or not. My yeah. wife would tell you, if you can't make it to my event, that's cool. Yeah. I, I don't have nothing towards the person. Yeah. You're human. Things in life will hit you. Mm-hmm. You're going to have other obligations. You might feel some type of way. You're human. Yeah. I don't I I don't look at you as if you need to be the golden star. Mm. All I know is that God has a plan for my life and I got to move forward. You know what's deep that you reminded me of? I seen this um on Instagram. It was a comment that this real estate agent said and I and it's like pivotal to me after he said that. And it was like um, when he wakes up in the morning, when he walks out, he walks out with himself. Like he walks out with himself. So anyone that's outside of that, he didn't ha- he didn't come in with friends. Fa- like he came in with family, but he didn't come in with expectations. Like you said, it's just himself. So he'll walk yep. in the world not expecting anything from anybody. Right. But he still has that plan for himself. Mm-hmm. So whatever he comes back with, is yeah. addition. So yeah. he's never, it's like he's never losing anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, I, and then when you said that, it kind of fit, it gels in. Yeah, because you learn, you have to be okay being alone. <laughs> Point blank. You see me, my wife dropped me off, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm alone. Yeah. And I'm okay <laughs> with that because while I'm alone, I'm dreaming. <laughs> and my imagination is worth so much more when I'm alone yeah. than being around people who will kill my imagination. Yeah. That's you good. know, I don't need them to overtake my mind. Your creativity. You know? Right. Because that's where the gold sits. That's why Jesus says, in order to think as heaven, you must think as what? Children. Yeah. Their imagination is. Right. That's a- <laughs> your gold is in your imagination. Kids. The minute you stop imagining, then your dream dies. Done. Yeah. If you can't figure it out. Mm-mm. It can't be anything realistic. Yeah. It got to be 10 times. Way better. Yeah, yep. that's true. I know that's that's a fact. That's yep. a fact. That's a fact, man. I love that you came out here and supported our vision, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need you to drop down all your social medias because yeah. we're going to make sure that 
since you're now you're part of family. Yeah, I you're, appreciate you are it. part of the family. Yeah, and I appreciate it. The ventures that you have, we're gonna yeah. put it on our social media so that others can go ahead and dialogue with you because yeah. what you're doing in the community is definitely making an impact. Yeah, and well, I sincerely thank you for that. Well, I appreciate y'all. You know, uh, inviting me in and um, you know just being a part of this. You know, y'all didn't tell me what what's the mission behind your podcast. All right, so the podcast, the idea came with. Me and Funza are doing uh, motivational videos every day last year. So in the middle of the year, I was like, might as well take this to a, a whole new level. Why right. not just, we still, the perspective still going to be the same, but we still, like, we're going to advance to a different thing. Like, right. making people learn from different people, inviting guests in. That's right. that's where it came. And I was like, out in the open. So we're going to allow people to be themselves, talk about their journey and everything. That's yeah. dope. That's, that's the whole idea, man. Yeah, out in the open. And um, you, you're part of the family now, man. Yeah. You're solidified. Appreciate it. Pre- appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> so what's your handles? What's all your handles for uh, social media? Definitely The Reflection Show, The Reflection Show mm-hmm. on Instagram and Facebook. Then you have In The Mirror on Instagram and Facebook. And then if you want to get motivational stuff, you got Ramsey Rosard Official. On Instagram and Facebook, or you check out the websites in the mirror.com, the reflection show.com, RamseyRazard.com. Yeah, I heard it first. Yeah, I heard, I heard it, first. man. Yeah. This is it for today, man. We out. Yeah. As you can see, discussion was open and judgment were closed. So tune in to our next episode. And please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at what? Out, out in, in the, the open, open crew. crew. All right, let's, let's get, get it. it. Let's go. Woo!